Motorsport 411 presents all the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411 with Sean Cardavillis. Welcome to Motorsport 411. Your home for all your four and two-wheel action in Africa. We continue our special roundup of the 2022 WRC Safari Rally. The great Kenyan experience in Africa. Arguably the toughest rally in the world. Coming up in this episode, we'll be speaking exclusively to Ford team principal Rich Milliner and one of the most consistent local rally drivers, Jasmeet Chana. All the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome to the episode. Now, Jasmeet Chana is one of the most consistent drivers on the local circuit. Since 2007, believe it or not, Jasmeet has only missed one event in the Kenya National Rally Championship. In the 2022 WRC Safari Rally, Jasmeet and his brother Ravi competed in the Kenya National Rally Championship category, finishing second overall. I got to speak to Jasmeet recently and asked him how was the experience for him. Uh, well, uh, Sean, like always, uh, you know, Safari Rally, having the works teams around, it's uh, it's an awesome feeling. You know, when you see this year, we saw the hybrid cars and um, it was awesome. Uh, the feeling going into the rally, we, we knew it's going to be hard. But uh, yes, uh, all in all, uh, it was good to be there. All right. Now, uh, a lot of debate on social media about, you know, how many stages you took part in, uh, stages being cancelled. Uh, what was your feeling on that? Because obviously the focus is on the Rally 1 cars and the Rally 2 cars. And, you know, with TV uh, being the ultimate goal and time, uh, what was your feeling on stages being cancelled? Well, it was unfortunate that, um, you know, one car for the WRC gets stuck and uh, they red flag the stage for the rest of us. Um, it's a bit sad. We should have, uh, you know, at least had a chance to go and do the Kedong stage, which would end. Every time we'd come to Kedong, we were red flagged anyway. So, yes, it's a bit sad. Um, they should look into it and see how to to figure it out and make uh, us do the full stages. Or maybe even, you know, do an opposite uh, rally for us during the safari. If uh, on Friday the WRC1 is doing stage ABC, we can do DEF. I guess it's also difficult for the organizers, although they did try to make it... Uh easier for you to enter the event uh, we we saw um you know in terms of homologation uh, being relaxed and uh, roll cages uh, they could be expired uh, to try and make it easier for people to enter the rally but it's not cheap uh, for the average privateer yes um it's very nice that they they let us do the event uh at the same time uh, we as knrc also look for sponsors outside and uh, the sponsors need the full mileage uh, because Kedong stage had uh, a spectator stage and imagine uh, you being sponsored by a big corporate and they don't see you in that stage. You know, it, it makes a big difference. What, what what could be the solution to this? Uh, because from a logistical point of view, um, you, you can understand where the organizers are coming from. Uh, they have to satisfy, you know, the, the, the main entries, so to speak. Uh, but this is also a local uh, rally for you uh, this is the chance for you to shine in front of the public 
Very true, uh, Sean. Uh, there are two things we can do. One is uh, incorporate more manpower to handle the KNRC separately during the WRC, uh, which we had a brilliant clock, of course, and the whole team. Uh, but uh, when I say completely differently, is make us do different stages. Uh, if not that, then don't include the KNRC in the WRC at all. Uh, from your point of view, uh, it's always going to be an uphill battle uh, to take part in the safari rally because uh, for you to take part in the main category, uh, it's, it's a major step up in terms of budget. Yes, it is. Uh, last year we drove in the WRC. Um, last minute we got uh, KCB sponsoring us, uh, so we managed to buy the tyres and everything. This year, uh, I got Angola beef again at the last minute, which we were very pleased with and very happy with. We're going to carry his colors uh, all the way to the end of the season. But uh, yes, it's uh, there's a lot of money involved, uh, Sean. Where, where do you see rallying uh, going to at the moment in the country? Uh, you know, of course, you've been taking part in the Kenya National Rally Championship and we've been seeing the entries are extremely low uh, from it. Uh, how much of it is down to the economy? How much of it is down to, uh, you know, the organization of events? I think uh, it's part of the economy. Plus, uh, I think the organizers need to reduce the entry fee to attract more entries. They need, they need to give some initiative to upcoming drivers, not only, uh, you know, the the newly upcoming, which I mean the WRC3 drivers or whatever. Uh, you know, we have very new blood wants to rally. Um, initiative meaning, you know, if we have to go to Nyanyuki, carry their cars to Nyanyuki, give them free fuel, even if it's 100 litres, give it to them, you know, slash the entry fee, you'll get, you'll get more entries. Do you agree that Kenya Motorsports is in transition? Uh, we've seen uh, Carl Tundo, uh, Boldev Chaga, the likes of them uh, taking a break. Uh, obviously, Onka has stopped uh, rallying and Menengai Group taking a break. Uh, do, do you see it as being in transition at the moment? Uh, well, I hope uh, Boldy and Carl can uh, shed some light uh, from a driver's perspective. Um, hopefully, things will get better with them you know, giving uh, their ideas. And uh, let's hope for the best. Uh, how much of it concerns you that you're seeing the entry so low? It's very concerning, uh, Sean. Eldred only had uh, 10 entries. I mean, uh, our championship was the healthiest once upon a time in the, in the African region. It's very sad to see 10 entries in a Kenya national championship. Uh, I'm sure you'd like to see uh, the likes of Eric Bengi back in the uh, in the fold as well. Uh, it just seems like a lot of people are missing this season. Yes, um, you know, it's unfortunately we used to have good fights with Eric, um, you know, even during uh, the two-wheel days. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's sad that we've seen uh, good drivers gone, maybe a sabbatical or they're taking a break, but uh, we miss them, yeah. Just meet you, of course, one of the most uh, consistent drivers uh, in the championship for many, many years. Uh, what keeps you going? Uh, why are you so passionate about motorsport? Well, Sean, uh, rallying started with my dad a uh, long time ago. Um, we've grown up with rallying. Um, yes, it has come into the family that, you know, it's time to give it a break. But uh, I kind of uh, put it back uh, behind the bed and tell them, no, not yet. 
uh, though it's becoming more expensive. But, uh, you know, my heart says, no, keep on doing it until maybe, you know, it comes to a point where you've achieved everything. Um, yes, so it's been in the blood for a very long time and I'm very passionate about rallying. Uh, of course, uh, we see your navigators, Ravi. Uh, you got just yep. Winder there as uh, team manager. Uh, yep. Very much a family affair. Uh, just tell us more about that. Well, uh, Jaswinder, I used to rally. Um, I used to service him at that time. Um, he's, uh, you know, stopped rallying now. So he's actually taking care of my car. Uh, Ravi has been rallying with Jaswinder. So, you know, he decided to sit with me. So it's, uh, you know, it's a brother thing. And my elder brother is uh, generally, he looks after everything. Well, should I basically say in a short way, he looks after us, making sure that, you know, the car is ready, making sure the funds are there, making sure everything is uh, in class. What do you see as the future? Uh, any plans to upgrade the car at the moment or are you quite happy with the Evo? Well, okay, um, Sean, this car can only do what it can. I mean, we have, we have tried pushing it to its limits. It's a Group N car, not even an R4. Uh, it's, it's getting to its limits. It can't do much than what it can. Yes, we, we will look into an upgrade if we do sell this car. Uh, but at the moment, uh, nothing for sure. You got the nickname Iceman. Uh, just tell us how you got that. Well, I think I got this uh, during my two-wheel drive days. Uh, all my competitors uh, used to ask me, why am I so calm, you know, starting first or during a rally, something has gone wrong. And, you know, I just stand there with a cool head. And, you know, it has never been a hasty thing for me. During driving, I've never become, you know, uh, hysterical with my driving or whatever. So, yeah, this started in the two-wheel drive days. Just meet uh, for people who have known you for many years. Uh, we know that you've had a dramatic weight loss. Uh, tell us more about that and how that has improved your driving. Well, Sean, uh, it has made a big difference, not only in rallying, in my daily life. Um, guys out there, uh, chunga what you eat, eat healthy. And believe me, it makes a diff big difference. Uh, the concentration in the car is 100% now. You don't get tired, fatigue. Um, it's, it's an amazing feeling. All right. What does the future hold uh, in terms of you and also motorsport in this country? Uh, judging by what's happening at the moment, we can see from an international point of view, uh, motorsports is very healthy. We've got the classic rally, which is attracting a lot of international entries. We got the WRC here. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, when you see the state of the Kenya National Rally Championship, uh, what, what do you think the future holds uh, for both you and uh, local motorsport? Well, I hope uh, the chairman of uh, Kenya Motorsports Federation uh, listens to us drivers and, uh, you know, maybe make a move to make things better for the national event. I'm sure he's a, he's a gentleman. I'm sure uh, he will help us. We just need to speak out loud. Maybe he's, um, you know, his concentration has been on uh, WRT. So maybe we just need to remind him that we, we have a national event to take care of as well. That's local rally driver, the Iceman, uh, Jasmine Chana. We'll be back. All the four and two wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome back.
Now it was a really difficult WRC Safari Rally for the likes of M Sport, Ford and Hyundai, whereas Toyota scooped the top four places. I got to speak to M Sport 4 team principal Rich Milliner and asked him for his thoughts on the event now that he's had time to reflect. Yeah, look, we knew that Safari Rally is probably one of the most difficult in the whole calendar. It's a very different challenge to all of the rallies we have in Europe and even outside of Europe. You know, it's a specific event that we only see once a year. Um, we went with what I would class as a very strong lineup. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get the results we wanted. You know, each, each driver suffered very different issues. Um, and ultimately, it led to... So the results that we, we really weren't expecting. Um, but I think that's kind of the beauty of the safari. I think it's uh, it's one of these events that you have to go with a bit of, you have to be fast and push, but you also have to have a bit of luck. Um, and, you know, I have to take my hat off to Toyota, you know, to do one, two, three, four is a incredible result with a car that basically had no issues that you could see anyway for any driver. So they did a fantastic job. Um, I think we go away happy. Ultimately, we still got some fastest stage times with Seb and with Adrian, um, you know, and it shows the pace of our car is still there, which is great. Uh, it just didn't come together on the event for us. The word that keeps popping up uh, after the event is fesh fesh. And uh, Malcolm Wilson uh, was not too complimentary about uh, the fesh fesh. Uh, was there too much of it in this year's Safari Rally? Yeah, I mean, I did make some comments to quite a few people within FIA about the route choice. Um, you know, firstly, I think it's important to say that my my feelings are not related to our result. Um, my feelings are just for the kind of good of the sport. You know, these cars that we race now are kind of designed for the European rallies and rough rallies, um, but not really designed for such deep uh, fesh fesh that we saw you know when you see those pictures fantastic pictures um, but we are running the risk of damaging the cars to go through these areas because you know they're, they're not they don't get the ride height we're not we can't get high enough with them we're already at pretty much our highest rate we can go by regulation we're not allowed um, uh, snorkels uh, on the on the cars so we can't really do anything to solve it that way um, which makes it tricky. You know, it, it's not Dakar, it's rally. And, and the, fr the slight frustration for me was last year we saw Calais get stuck in this kind of um, conditions. And this year we saw cars really struggling. It put some Hyundai's out of the event. Um, you know, it put a couple of Rally 2 cars out of the event. That That isn't really how I see rally. You know, rally these days is a bit more of a sprint. It's still uh, a long event, but... Kenya has some absolutely fantastic roads, some fantastic scenery and brilliant fans. That Do we need so much fresh fresh? In my opinion, probably not. Um, and hopefully we can we can talk as a, as a group, teams, FIA, um, to make sure that we just choose a route that works for everybody. You know, we want to attract people to the Safari Rally. And if we have cars retiring because they're going through these sections and getting damaged, that's very difficult to get people to spend a lot of money to come across outside of Europe to compete when it is such a great event. So I think we just need to have a bit of a sensible chat afterwards in the coming months about how we go forward for next year. But uh, yeah, maybe a little bit too much for us this year, um, but you know, it still provided a good rally. Rich, um, when you look at uh, Toyota, and Toyota came through relatively unscathed, uh, you look at their front bumpers were, you know, uh, 
almost like they were st- strengthened for the rally or something compared to Hyundai and Ford. Um, just your general thoughts on that? I think, um, you know, look, we, we made a couple of modifications to our front bumper. We actually cut out the, uh, the small spoiler at the bottom a little bit to, to stop it getting damaged from the, from the rocks in the road and, and how rough the sections of the road were. Toyota have a slightly different design where the bottom of their front bumper seems to be slightly more turned up um, and, and less susceptible to damage. But, you know, it's, um, I, I think from our side, we were relatively okay with what happened. Uh, we expected a bit of damage. Um, you know, our drivers were maybe taking some different lines compared to the guys in Toyota. I think a lot of the damage often comes down to driver style as well. Um, so, you know, that could be a reason behind it. But, you know, we're, we're designing a car that we feel is the optimum for the full season. So on other rallies where the front bumper and the profile and the lip spoiler is so important to the aerodynamic effect, you know, we, we design it so that on most rallies we will be fine. But there will be some occasions where you can't design something for everything. Um, Toyota have a slightly different approach, which seems to work very well in Safari. Um, so I think we're all close. I think Hyundai... You know, I've made it clear that they they didn't have much time to test this car on gravel, um, and you know they found, especially in the Festress sections, that their 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 front bumper does have a tendency to throw the sand up into the into the air filter, which obviously costs them quite a bit of time uh, with people like Oliver. So I think you know we're okay with where we are. The damage wasn't anything more than we kind of expected. Um, but yeah, Toyota had a, like I said earlier, Toyota had a fantastic run and, and they should be congratulated on what they achieved. All right. Uh, in terms of the expense, uh, M Sport probably not with the same budget as, say, Hyundai and Toyota. Uh, how expensive was this rally for you? You know, coming to the event is obviously the biggest challenge. Uh, you have the air freight of the cars from Europe and, and a number of spares. We also have shipping containers which go around the world with our recce cars and our service equipment. That, you know, is still relatively priced, the shipping element. Uh, the air freight is difficult, always has been, and it's a lot of cost, especially now post-COVID. Um, air freight costs have increased, but uh, that's something we have to live with. But, you know, we had a, honestly, this year we had a, a start of a new partnership with Kenya Airways. Um, I contacted them a couple of weeks before the rally quite late on wondering if they had any interest, knowing that they were a sponsor of the event as well. And uh, a guy called Dennis was there and, and we spoke with him. And, uh, you know, we, we managed to put a partnership together to put uh, to help us with some of our air freight uh, logistics in return for some branding on Gusty's car. Uh, and we took some cars to, their, to the airport for them and their staff to see, which went down really well. And hopefully, you know, as we go forward over the years, we can build on that partnership. Safari's on the calendar for the foreseeable. So I hope we can uh, build on that. And, and it's, you know, interesting regional partnerships like that, which allow us to do some really good things with really passionate people and in the, in the long run help us with our costs, which mean if we can reduce our costs, we can bring more cars, which helps the sport. And then, you know, we're, we're slowly starting to kind of create and build a, a good atmosphere and a good relationship. So that worked really well. Um, costings otherwise were pretty much as we expected. Um, you know, I think... Uh, I think it was good. Um, we, we saw the drama surrounding uh, the rebuilding of Sebastian Loeb's car. And then there was also, uh, I think it was Gus Greensmith's car as well. Um, you know, that, that kind of drama, it's, it's good for the fans, but um, it must have been nerve wracking for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I think we're still learning these cars as we go along. 
the bodywork and the panels is very different in terms of how it's built and how you repair the cars with, with a lot of the bodywork being carbon fiber as opposed to steel uh, like we had previously um, <clears throat> so we're learning how the best and effective most efficient way to do that in the service is but uh, you know with the rally rally super rally regulations you do have three hours so Gus's car was quite a lot of work uh, with body panels which is what takes longest time um, Seb's car also did take quite a while because we had to get to the bottom of a, a small fire that happened in the engine bay and make sure we replaced everything needed but you know we got good mechanics good good group of guys and girls that were able to fix the car and um, you know we were able to get every car back out every day so that was good from our perspective um, but yeah maybe a little bit more work than we'd hoped for uh, speaking of Gus, uh, there was that uh, incident where he was on the side and uh, it went out on social media regarding the steward, uh, you know, the, the stewards being uh, next to the car. Of course, there's all the procedure about the red light and the green light. Uh, can you shed more light on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been fairly well documented what happened with the video from the scene and things like that. Um, I think it's going to be difficult, you know, we're, we're in a new era. Um, there is the red light and green light system, but... I don't know whether the marshals at that point were unsure, or, you know, weren't prepared because other cars were on the stage to let people in. Very difficult to know unless you're actually there. Um, uh, I think luckily we can say that, you know, the guys were unin uninjured. They got out of the car okay. Yes, I can understand Gus's frustration, but I can also understand people's from the outside perspective if they're unsure on what to do and they can see the crew are okay. So I think, again, that's something that the FIA and, and the event probably need to take up with a separate debrief, understand what went wrong um, and, and make sure that for next year, everyone's fully briefed of how we can approach these cars in accidents and, and make sure that, you know, we're getting crews out of cars as quickly as possible. So I don't I don't like to, to dwell on it too much. I think, yes, it wasn't perfect, but, uh, you know, it's difficult when when. Uh, you're still a new rally to WRC and you're still trying to learn the rules and, and do the best you can at, at the levels that we require. Um, and, you know, as long as we learn from it and make sure it doesn't happen again, then I think it's OK. Now, Seb Loeb was probably my bet uh, to win the rally. And I was I have to admit, I was really gutted where, you know, we saw him go past the spectator stage at Kidong. And uh, then, of course, uh, th there was a small fire in the car. What, what exactly caused the fire? And then, uh, you know, there, there appeared to be quite a bit of damage to the car. Yeah, we had a very a failure of a very small part, which allowed um, a small fire, um, which, which burnt some uh, engine loom wiring, which is why the car stopped. And that's why we couldn't repair it beside the road. Um, but like you say, I think we were disappointed as well. And sure, for sure, Seb was. You know, he was uh, he was definitely up amongst it, setting fastest time on the stage before he retired, I think, from memory. You know, showing again that he's definitely still got the pace and the ability to do this. And at his age with no testing and, and everything he's doing is incredible. What he does is just fantastic. And the fans love to see it and we love working with him. It's just really disappointing we couldn't we couldn't deliver another performance like Monte Carlo because I honestly think had we not had the problem, could we have won? I think maybe that would have been quite tricky. But I definitely think we could have been on the podium and it would have been a really fantastic story for everybody. Um, I guess the positive is that we managed to get Seb going again. He completed the whole rally and, and he did set some fastest stage times. Um, but yeah, it's a real shame we didn't get an overall result, but uh, you can't win them all. Um, it was your first time at the Safari Rally. Um, 
did it live up to your expectations in terms of the organization, the setting, you know, just the general setting in the Rift Valley, um, the scenery, the animals uh, out on the stages? Uh, did it live up to your expectations? Uh, yeah, it was a very different experience for me, something I've never had before. So, um, you know, often you only get to see uh, the airport to the hotel and the hotel to the service park. So you don't see too much. Okay, there's there's a lot of nightlife and interesting things going on in Nayavasha, and I've experienced what can only be described as the world's most crazy traffic jam I've ever seen. Um, and uh, I think people driving on the road, off the road, the wrong way down the road, everything. It was quite that was quite an experience. But uh, the best bit for me was, you know, when unfortunately when the the top cars retired, uh, we had the offer from the WRC promoter to go out and watch some of the stages. Um, so myself and Malcolm used uh, used one of the helis to go and have a look and have a watch. Not something we get, often get to do. Um, but with the the event being the event that it is and, and wanting to really see some of the uh, the scenery and the wildlife, yeah, that was absolutely amazing. You know, even if we only saw some zebras and some some warhogs and uh, some flamingos and things, but to go and see that and, and see the rally cars as well was uh, one of these memories that will kind of live on forever. So, yeah, I'm really, really lucky to get to do that and go and see this event. And um, like I said, right at the beginning, uh, you know, this event is so special in terms of the event, the only event on the calendar like this. Um, and it's a real privilege to bring the sport and bring our team out there to, to see the fans and, and, and do what we did. All right, you've got Estonia next. Uh, how's the testing gone so far? That obviously is a very different type of gravel to, uh, you know, what you've experienced uh, here in Kenya. Yeah, so the guys have gone from quite a, a, a medium speed rally that's very rough, very hard on the cars to, to pretty much the fastest rally in the calendar. Um, so it's quite a different perspective for them. But uh, we're in the middle of a, a quite a long test, actually. We've done three days now with uh, Craig, Adrian and Gus. Then we had a day preparing, re-prepping the car yesterday. And we now have Pierre-Louis in the car for a couple of days. Uh, and then Yari Hudson is actually going to have a drive in the car as well in preparation for Finland. So it's a long test. Um, it makes it difficult with our logistics. You know, the cars were back in the workshop on uh, the on the Wednesday morning following the event, but they leave again on Friday, so two days' time. So we've had a very short amount of time to repair everything, as well as run the test team, which we use a lot of the same people we use on the rallies to re-prepare and run the test team. So we're at absolute maximum ability of our workload at the moment. But uh, we always knew that when we left this gap in the calendar in February and March to, to, to kind of protect us from potential COVID issues, that the remainder of the calendar would be challenging. Um, it's certainly living up to that. But I look forward to Estonia. You know, it's a very different rally, but again, very passionate set of fans, a really nice country to visit um, and a great rally in terms of speed and the jump. So I hope we can do well there. Craig's gone very well there in the past. Um and, uh, you know, I think we can we can put, push in for a, for a top result. Uh, Adrian Formo has had a very difficult season. Um, I tried to interview him uh, during the uh, safari just before the start. Uh, you could see through his body language and, you know, it's it's uh, a difficult time for him at the moment. It's never easy, you know, as a young driver, especially when you get put into a rally one category, you know, you are... You're trying to drive sensibly, but show what your pace is and also make no mistakes. You have the pressure from, from Malcolm, you have pressure from Ford, you have pressure from partners like Red Bull. It's very difficult to kind of balance all that out at a young age. Adrian's had some, un some unlucky rallies, some through fault of his own, some through no fault of his own. But, you know, the facts do speak that 
he hasn't scored so many points over the last few rallies. But I think Kenya was one of his strongest performances. Um, you know, the car had a suspension failure on one day and a rear diff failure on another. So it, there was nothing really in our perspective that was directly his fault that caused uh, the retirements. But I think if you look at his speed when the car was working fine, it was really quite good. Um, and I think that just goes to show what he can do. But again, you have to get the finishes. And, and on this occasion, it wasn't his fault, but there has been other rallies where he's made a mistake and stopped the finishes. So look, we still stand by Adrian. When you create any young driver program, you have to go through the highs and the lows. Um, certainly a tough period for him at the minute. But like I say, the good thing is that we, we can see that he has pace and he is developing. And we hope in Estonia he can, he can show us what he can do. All right, just finally, um, your thoughts on the hybrid cars. Uh, you got off to an amazing start in Monte Carlo, uh, you know, that amazing victory for Sebastian Loeb. Uh, Craig Breen has uh, shown promise as well. Uh, it's It's been up and down for Ford. Uh, just your thoughts on the hybrid cars and the hybrid technology? You know, I think it was a massive step that we needed to take as a sport. Um, we, can't, we can't continue on just a combustion engine. You know, the, it's clear the car markets are moving away from this. So we had to make a decision to go some way. Hybrid seemed the, the sensible option for rally that allowed us to have the same route, the same kind of layout, the same strategy, the same, uh, you know, events, but using some external power from a hybrid or a, or a green solution combined with the, the, uh, the new fuel we run, which is sustainable fuel. It's the first in a number of steps over the next five to 10 years that Rallying will take to become more efficient, more green, uh, more environmentally friendly. And I think, you know, it's a good start. The cars have the ability to drive an electric. They have extra power that drivers can really feel. You know, there's a genuine advantage to having the hybrid unit. It brings an added discussion point, an added tactic. So, you know, I think it's been a good start. There's a lot of people that will always give negative press to new technology because they don't want change. But unfortunately, if you don't change, you get left behind. So I think we are we are making the first in a number of steps to, con to make sure rallying continues as the, um, as the number one off-road sport. That's M-Sport 14 principal Rich Milliner. We'll be back. Three, two, one, go. 215. Five minus left over crest, 120. 120. Five minus right, 200. Four plus left, into a small crest. Motorsports 411 with Sean Cardavillis. So that's it for the show this week. Our thanks once again to local rally driver Jasmeet Chana and M Sport 14 principal Rich Milliner. Our thanks as always to Big City Studio. I'm Sean Carter-Villis.